It's kind of like breaking up with your first boyfriend or girlfriend. You just can't imagine life without them. Everything feels like a downhill spiral and you aren't sure you're ever going to feel up again. You're not sure you're ever going to love again. What you are really doing in the midst of this transition is telling your brain what isn't working and forcing it to find new solutions. Hey there, I'm Renee, a former shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke and burnt out to debt-free minimalist. Learning to simplify every area of my life, both inside and out, saved my marriage, gave me the time back to live my life how I wanted to, and allowed me to love myself like never before. Looking back, the only thing I wish I had had was a friend to share the journey with me. That is my hope for the Unstuffed Podcast. This is a place where you can shake off the need to people please and show up as your authentic self, even if you're still wearing yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if your house is a mess. Let's keep this simple. Life is complicated enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I used to be one of those people who would spend money before we even had it. If Friday was payday, I would have planned out at least three things I was going to buy three Fridays before payday Friday. When I was doing photography, I would plan on getting paid for my sessions, spend the money before I actually got paid, and then have the session fall through only to kick myself for having spent money quite literally that I didn't have. So living in this manner would have been easy to continue, but let me tell you, internally I was a wreck. Like I was getting whatever I wanted, but I was a mess. It felt like I was always on a treadmill, believing that I was going to get to some final destination. Like each new thing was getting me one step closer, but I wanted so many things. I craved so many things. And yet time and time again, I was left there just hustling and running and never actually getting anywhere. Now, if you can totally relate to this, I know this cycle is freaking hard to break. I know it's hard because I broke it and it was awful. And sometimes I'm not sure if I've made it quite to the other side or, you know, I am further along. I got off the wheel. I'm just not where I want to be. And sometimes I'm afraid I'm going to backslide and end up there. It is such a journey, but here's what I've learned. And here's what I want to talk to you about today. If you can effectively learn to slow your wants, because I had so many wants, you will increase your haves. Don't worry, I'll explain myself. Learning to slow down, learning to pause isn't easy. In fact, it goes a little something like this. You know, you get swept up in the desire to do, buy, or get something. Every fiber of your being gets super excited about this thing. You feel so happy. You are sure that this is the golden ticket opportunity and you completely turn off your thinking brain. For anybody who struggles with this type of buying, it's important to recognize that you would probably be categorized as an emotional buyer. 
When you start to feel this like burst of happiness and excitement, you have found something that you believe will shift the course of your life and meet one or most likely more of your emotional needs. Spoiler alert, these things will not meet your emotional needs. Okay. That's why you have got to get good at pausing. Now pausing feels like you're going to jump out of your own skin. One time, smack dab in the middle of, my, of me trying to heal my shopping addiction, Tom wanted me to go with him to Under Armour so he could try some stuff on and get my opinion. Easy enough, right? Typical husband and wife thing. Fair enough. I sat there near the waiting room, legs shaking, eyes darting around, trying to find cute things in every single corner of the store. And every fiber of my being wanted to jump up and fill my cart my metaphorical cart because Under Armour didn't actually have carts, but I wanted to fill my bag, my arms, my hands with everything that I could find because pausing felt awful. And tell, let me tell you, in these moments, your head starts to tell you like, get it now, get it now, or it's going to be gone. Get up, get up, go, go, go. Listen to last week's podcast episode for more on this kind of thinking. This goes quadruple. If you find yourself surrounded by words like last chance, sale, clearance, those types of signs. Now, P.S. Did you know that these signs are designed in every way, color, size, phrasing to give us that sense of urgency to turn on our emotions and our fear and therefore we turn off our thinking brain? They're literally designed to do that. It's bananas. So, what happens after the pause? If you get good at pausing, if you can sit there in the stillness, if you can endure the torture, <laughs> maybe you don't struggle as much as I did, but I really want you to know that if that's how it feels for you, that is how it felt for me. So if you haven't quite mastered the pause, I want to fill you in a little bit on what happens after. And to be honest, you might give in. I know I did for years. I would try to be good, usually from a place of feeling guilty for my spending. And I would give in and buy something off the clearance rack. Or I would take on a new venture I didn't have time or energy for. And that's what is important to remember. Because this conversation isn't only limited to stuff. I know I was talking about, you know, my shopping addiction. But I want you to remember as we continue on talking, I'm not only referring to buying habits or shopping addictions. This topic spans to the things that we agree to do, the things that we sign up for, the new projects at work that we eagerly take on because we believe that it's going to benefit us in the long run. Now, if this happens, it's okay. If you, if you try to pause and what pausing might look like in those other situations is a friend asks to go out and your instant instinct is no. You feel overwhelmed. You don't know what to say, but maybe you feel that obligation to say, yes, I should probably tell him I should. Just pause. It's one of those things where you don't need to respond to the text message right away or telling them, I don't know right now. That might be what the pause looks like for these other types of things. And if you give in, it's okay. There is literally no use stressing out about the past. If you buy the thing, if you agree to the thing, all you can do is take a lesson from what went wrong and then move on. 
This was something I kind of got good at at a young age because I realized it just didn't serve me to wallow in the past. And I want you to also make a note that when you can move on from failure, other people will be pissed. <laughs> they will be mad at you that you don't sit in regret, get depressed, or berate yourself. And that's not to say that you shouldn't feel anything from your failures. It's just saying that we don't need to live in them. And side note, when you learn to stop living in your failures and giving them any of your attention, you basically have no choice but to keep moving forward. And that's what's kind of awesome. That's all we are ever meant to do anyway. None of us is meant to live in the past, especially a past that makes us feel dragged down and useless in the present. Now, another thing that might happen if you really get good at that pause, if you pause on the obligations, if you pause on the purchases, if you pause on those things that you think that you want right away. When you have learned that your happiness comes from new purchases or prioritizing someone else's happiness, or when you learn um, you know, that happiness comes from being praised for your work ethic, it can feel like not doing this thing. It can feel like when you don't give in, you are depriving yourself of joy. And in a way, you kind of are. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be totally honest here. It kind of, kind of is true and it really, really sucks. But if you can comfortably sit in the uncomfortableness of it all, you stand the chance to allow yourself to think about happiness that is bigger than that. A life that is bigger than you have previously known. A life that is bigger than stuff. A life that is bigger than people pleasing. A life that is bigger than putting other people before yourself. A life that is bigger than being praised because you got a gold star on your test or whatever. It's kind of like breaking up with your first boyfriend or girlfriend. You just can't imagine life without them. Everything feels like a downhill spiral and you aren't sure you're ever going to feel up again. You're not sure you're ever going to love again. What you are really doing in the midst of this transition is telling your brain what isn't working and forcing it to find new solutions. So this doesn't mean moving into the next addiction. I gave up cigarettes and now I just drink pop. Sorry soda, whatever, whatever you want to call it. We Minnesotans call it pop. Before you know it, you're trying to kick that pop, that soda. It's about allowing yourself to feel the unhappiness that you were trying to hide with those external rewards so that you can cope and move on. When you can get a hold of those wants, you know, where you, where you get really good at the pause and you stop giving into those impulses, you will be able to increase your haves. And what I mean by that is you might start to see what you already have in your life rather than chasing that next thing. If you have ever wished that I could come to your house and help you declutter, then I have some really good news that you're not going to want to miss. I am now hosting live in-home declutter sessions and I am taking you with me. Virtual Declutter is a program that I started as a way to help you declutter alongside me from anywhere. During the two-hour virtual declutter sessions, you can log in, no camera necessary, and I will give you my four-step super simple plan for clearing through clutter really fast. 
I am going to teach you how to clear little bits at a time, yielding the biggest possible results. And the best part is I will be working right alongside you while I clear through some clutter in each virtual declutter host's home. All you have to do is head to the show notes and pick a time that works for you. See you there. Rather than chasing something outside of yourself, you might just allow yourself to slow down enough to go, holy freaking shit, I have so much here right in front of me that I am so thankful for. And going hand in hand with that, I want to remind you that if you are in the midst of learning how to pause, gratitude is going to be your best friend because gratitude, if you do it right and you really give it your all, will give you so much emotional joy. It is insane. So a lot of times we think about gratitude and we think like, I'm thankful for a roof over my head. I'm thankful that I have food. I'm thankful for my family. There is no emotion behind that. So you've got to give it emotion. This morning I wrote down my gratitudes and I was like, it was like drinking in this intoxication of happiness. I was like, oh, I'm so thankful for sitting in this cozy bed, listening to the rainfall on the roof, and I can smell my coffee under my nose. This is an amazing, wonderful moment. And learning to live in that tiny joy of life, not chasing a want, but just sitting and soaking in that, that have, that thing that I had right there in front of me, is such an amazing superpower that so many people don't pause long enough to enjoy. And there are so many ways that you can seek out a life that allows you to have more, allows you to have a bigger life. There are self-development books, speakers, podcasts. Hello. There are so many things that you can feed into your mind that remind you every day of what you are currently capable of and what you currently have. Sometimes I download audiobooks. Gabby Bernstein's Super Attractor happens to be one of my personal favorites where I can just have it playing in the background while I get ready. And she is just sitting there talking me through how to be better at life. And I love listening to that because she talks about gratitude. She talks about forgiveness and all of those kinds of things. She talks about what we have. And there are so many books, podcasts, audiobooks, speakers that encourage us to want something bigger than ever before. They encourage us to chase true emotional fulfillment versus things that give us quick bursts of emotional fulfillment and only leave us wanting more. So I hope you can take these steps these few little pieces of advice that I've given you, I can hope, I hope that you can learn to pause on your wants, those things that you instinctively want to give into that so that you can sit in the stillness and on the other side, start to think bigger, start to think bigger about the things that you could accomplish for your life. Because even though I don't really want things anymore, I have so much and a lot of people never quite get this. I, I, I don't even know that I have the words to say it where 10 years ago, I might've wanted everything that I currently have. I might've wanted the house. I might've wanted the family. I might've wanted the clothes or the look or 
Um, you know, the public recognition that I have now, trust me, it's not that great. I'm, you know, it's something I might've wanted when I was a kid. I was like, I want to be famous. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, I only have half a million followers and it is overwhelming, you know, but because I stopped wanting, 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 I started just getting, and it's, it's a bizarre miracle. But when you learn to appreciate what you currently have, and let go of wanting, 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 and stop chasing the next thing. It's almost like you align yourself with your heart's truest desires and things can start to fall into place because you are no longer busy chasing silly little bursts of joy. And instead you are aligning your life with consistent joy. So... If you are in the midst of learning to pause, if you're learning to say no more to people and situations, if you are learning to say no to impulse buying and purchases, I promise you there is beauty on the other side. And if you can work to apply gratitude and fill your awareness, so filling your ears, your eyes, your thoughts intentionally with words, wisdom from other people who have done it, other people who are encouraging you to keep going. It will be so much easier, so much more freeing, and you will get to the other side. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the Unstuffed podcast today. And don't think that the party ends here. You can always check the show notes for the latest goodies and freebies that are always available to you don't forget, I love hearing from you guys. If you are enjoying the Unstuffed podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take the time to leave a review so that I can hear from you too. Until next time, take a deep breath, let go of anything that has been slowing you down, and I will see you here next week.